Welcome to Broad Review, where a couple of broads count them too. Talk about everything that affects us, but for Pete's sake, don't correct us. Seriously. Just settle in, kick off your shoes, it's time to tune into the Broad Review. Alrighty, hello everyone. Hello. <laughs> take two, take two. <laughs> We're sound engineers, and uh, we're here to present to you a little podcast called The Broad Review. Uh, my name is Tiffany. I'm Emily. And we have uh, <laughs> had some technical difficulties. Number one being, I didn't charge the laptop. It's not really technical difficulties when we just don't know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, number two being, we just recorded an amazing intro, and yeah. Emily's track did was not recording it was like so. possibly the best one we've ever done and now you'll never get to hear it <laughs> you're never gonna know i think we solved like every democratic crisis happening yeah. in the world right yeah now. <laughs> we i mean it was it was profound and now <laughs> it's lost forever sorry about it ay, 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 today <laughs> Well, uh, again, I'm Tiffany, that's Emily, we are broads, and we like to review things that Mm -hmm. we do, Mm -hmm. Uh, activities sometimes, mostly we're going to talk about things we watch on TV, because that is America's favorite pastime. We don't watch TV. Oh. Neither of us have cable. Right. Okay. Let's not lie to our viewer, listeners. But it's still watching on a TV, right? Oh, yeah, So you're you're Oh, yeah. No, I've had this same conversation with myself. Wait. And I'm like, I don't have TV. I don't have cable. I'm watching a show on the TV. I'm streaming. I'm streaming. I'm streaming right now. I'm streaming my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This is not even sponsored by alcohol yet. Not yet. I did check the fridge in Emily's guest room slash studio, and I have decided it's going to be the studio beer fridge. (laughs) You know, that's what I, I mean... It's my guest room, and so I wanted my guests to have a mini fridge, but that is my intention. The problem is it makes a lot of noise, and so you'll probably be able to hear it on our oh. on our high-quality studio microphones now that they're actually working properly. <laughs> now that we're both being recorded. <laughs> now that that's important. Oh, my goodness. But if you, goodness. We, if we can turn that on so you can have whatever you need at an, a, like, literally, an, she could reach it right now without even, like, putting can her I face a, away from the microphone. Can I have a kegerator in here also? Yes. All right. Yes. I mean, there's robes behind the the door too. If you want to put those on, just for comfort. In a few months, I'll need one of those. I'm still sweating from earlier this week. Uh, I mean, honestly, seven out of ten times, I walk in your house with a beer in my hand. It's true. To the horror of your neighbors, (laughs) but uh, taking second dick. (laughs) Speaking of that, speaking of, you wanna? No, not second dicks. (laughs) Just uh, like language. Oh yeah, we have terrible language, and that's your disclaimer. Yeah. Also. We're probably going to spoil some shows today, I think. I'm going to spoil a movie. Okay. I'm going to see it because I got super into the the uh, movie, uh, not genre, series. Yeah. Uh, I got really into it. The thing is, to be fair, the movie that I'm going to review got spoiled by the trailer. Oh, I don't even know if I saw... Mm, it's probably for the best. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, anything else we need to talk about? Mm, mm, big Little Lies? Mm. Let's talk about it for briefly. Mm. So we've, there's only been one episode on so far. It's on on Fridays, I believe. Sunday. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Strike one. Strike one. It's on, on HBO mm-hmm. on 
Sundays. Yes. Um, so we're, we're now to a new season that is not supported by the books. If you right. had read Big Little Lies, the book, you knew what was going to happen at the end, that it was a huge twist. But now we don't have that to go by and we don't know what's going to happen. I am really nervous because I don't, it feels like it's trying a little too hard. It does. And I know that somebody else is going to get murdered. Oh, my God. Like, they're going to, I don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be. They're going to murder poor fucking Bonnie. Oh, God, Bonnie. Oh, she's going through some shit. She's had a rough life. Let Bonnie, leave Bonnie alone. God. She's delightful. Uh, Doesn't, uh, they're like, we have cool music and we have these cool shots and mm -hmm, Reese Witherspoon is really Reese this season. She's super Reese. Meryl Streep can do whatever she wants. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm most invested in the Meryl Streep, uh, Nicole Kidman storyline and yes. how the fuck that's going to play out because they have some crazy like good chemistry but not like in a like friendly way in like a super tense way. Yeah, it's terrifying. Every time they're on, you're just like you're there's I mean, that asshole clench from Chernobyl. <laughs> they're two of the world's best actresses mm-hmm. and. It's, ugh, the yay yay. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm not invested in. Uh, the what's-her-face, I can't remember any of their names anymore, the one working at the aquarium, likely <laughs> making, oh, $13 an hour. The same thing. And, and she can't support a kid. And she has this fucking amazing apartment in, uh... Fucking coastal no, Monterey. No, you don't. No, no, you and don't. she admitted that she's not cashing the checks. So where's that fucking money come from? We've worked at an aquarium. We yeah. know you. No, n- n- no, you cannot support yourself, let alone a, a bastard child. Yeah. Also, don't let any guy that interrupts you with animal interrupts your class with animal knowledge <laughs> in your pants. Fuck that guy. Also, what is else is he from? I don't know. Hmm. He looks too young for. Her oh, life yeah, that totally. she's been through. Yeah, no, she looks. He looks fifteen. Yeah, yeah. A uh, high point of episode one of Big Little Lies for me was uh, the use of the phrase "snide fuck." It's <laughs> <laughs> a good phrase. You're just a little snide fuck, you aren't you? Snide fuck. You're a snide fuck. I also don't like where they're going with uh, Adam Scott's character that is obviously going to have an affair with with one Big Boobs McGee. Tits McGee. Yeah. Wait, who is Tits McGee? The girl he met in the grocery store who got her boobs done. Oh, yeah, to distract from her nose. Yeah, which is (laughs) fucking brilliant. But, I mean, that's what they're leading up to. But at the same time, Madeline had an affair last season. So it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, does he get one by default? But he doesn't know about it. I don't know. Gosh, what is that rule? I don't know. If someone's going to die, I... I don't know. Mm. I'm leaving it open because I'm still invested in the characters and I still love all I'm of so, them. Oh, God. I'm going to watch the shit out of watch it. watch it. I am super stressed about the kid, the twins, the sociopathic twins. Right. Um, and I think that Meryl Streep is going to nourish their <laughs> sociopathic tendencies. Yeah, with her crazy ass <laughs> screaming. Yeah, she is. Oh, gosh. That Well, show. where did her son get it from? Exactly. Oh. <gasps> Oh, my God. So stressful. So, so stressful. Uh, we can't review that yet because it's not over. No, but we're going to talk about it every week because I'm into it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we have to review <laughs> it week by week. Yes. Or else in 10 weeks, I'll forget everything. Yeah, so right now it's at like a three and a half. Yeah. 
Yeah. Out of five. Yeah. Just relax a little. Just, you know. <laughs> just calm it down. <laughs> calm it. Reese, take a breath, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> she can't. She literally can't. <laughs> Speaking of Reese Witherspoon, everyone, uh, guess what Emily made me watch last week? Ah. And guess what she fucking enjoyed because of I course enjoyed she it did. Because of the early 2000s nostalgia, I am now a proud viewer of the uh, Turner Classic movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Legally Blonde. Mm -hmm. Legally Blonde. We can check that off of the why the fuck hasn't Tiffany seen these movies list. Um, It was darling. It is. It was a product of its time. It's so cute. But god damn if I don't miss that fashion. For real. It was so. Oh. My life would be so much easier if I could go back to waxing my eyebrows into a thin strip. Just one, (laughs) just as thin as you can get it with still being called an eyebrow. God, somebody posted a picture on Instagram that was like 20 years old. And one of the commenters was like, nice eyebrows. And she was like, it was 1999. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) My eyebrows were, as the kids say, on fleek. Yeah. I was were on fleek before yeah, that. Was they were a thing. how they were supposed to be then. Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad that you watched it. Yes, yes. Family movie night. I was bullied into watching Legally Blonde. And but you're not all... mad about it. I wasn't mad about it. It was good. Yeah. Also, you feed me. I can't complain. I'm gonna be like, I don't want to watch this movie. I'm gonna eat dinner and go home. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, we'll see what else we can check off my list because, uh, you know, we're rotating movie picks. There's a lot. Yeah. You can't do like anything. You can't do like Goonies without Justin around. No, I wouldn't do nerdy ones. I would do mm. ones that that like Legally Blonde that Justin could give a fuck less about. <laughs> Speaking oh. of movies that people could give a fuck less about, yeah. What are what is what do you have for us this week in so, the broad review? I didn't know what I was gonna do this week because there's a bunch of stuff that has started a bunch of stuff that's now available like a full season uh, and i didn't know where i wanted to go but then we had a goddamn heat wave in washington and i was like mm. fuck this i want to go to the movies the actual theater okay movies. i'm so I- looking at an ac unit behind you right now <laughs> <laughs> i understand that but like if i want to go downstairs it's too hot uh yeah. So if I stay in this guest room, <laughs> I'm fine. But there is nothing for me to look at except a, a generic painting of the ocean. I like it. <laughs> generic ocean. <laughs> so I decided to go and see something that did just come out, um, and I went and saw Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about my experience with the X Men saga of movies. Yes, I've been a fan. Since they came out, since the first X-Men came out, I love me some Famke Jansen. Okay, I was going to say the have. first iteration. Yes. So Yikes. Dark Phoenix is the 12th movie out of 13 of Fox's take on the X-Men. The 13th is New Mutants and it's going to come out soon. But it's kind of, it's mm. sort of an offshoot. It's like a horror X-Men thing. Ew. And it's, it's yeah, so it has nothing okay. to do with this one. So this is the final kind of entry into those movies, so of the 12. So there's the original X-Men, X2, and X-Men The Last Stand, and I will say... And that was with, I'm sorry, that was, these are the ones I am not familiar with. That's with the original Yes, so cast. with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Rebecca Romaine. Rebecca Romaine. Stamos. No, she was just Rebecca Romaine then. She was, um, yeah. And then uh, Famke Jansen and Halle Berry. 
So that was mm-hmm. those movies. Um, then we have the Wolverine trilogy, which I will admit I never really got into. Um, you didn't see Logan? I saw Logan. I saw Logan, but I didn't see the other two because that they were... That movie broke my por- yeah. spirit. That was its own kind of thing. Yeah. It was very different in theming and very different in, in style than any of the other movies. Yeah. Um, then we have the X-Men Beginnings, where we have that's, the McAvoy, Fassbender... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my cast. Yeah. So that's that's the one. And then we have also have the two Deadpool movies, which are technically part of that universe. True. Not starring really. Rob Delaney. <laughs> starring Rob Delaney and Brad Pitt. Um, although they aren't, you know, super directly linked. There are, they're, it, they're mm-hmm, from the same mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. So I have always enjoyed the films. And as I often do, I enjoy the entries from there that were not universally loved. Uh, amongst nerds, <laughs> X-Men The Last Stand is considered... A goddamn travesty. Okay. Uh, which is this, the mm, original mm-hmm. take on the Dark Phoenix storyline. So X2 sets it up at the very end where Jean Grey saves. This is not a spoiler. This movie's been out for fucking 15 years. <laughs> um, she saves everybody and <laughs> turns into the Dark Phoenix. And so you, you know that X3 or you know X-Men The Last Stand is going to address the Dark Phoenix story. But instead of really focusing on that, they add this other kind of like mutant cure subplot instead of fully going into. And a lot of people thought that it was not a good representation of the Dark Phoenix storyline. I enjoyed it. Okay. uh, Because I enjoyed it because I sometimes enjoy things that other people don't like, which is okay. Which is all right. Is it? (laughs) It is all right. God damn it. Um, One of the reasons that I liked it and my favorite part of that movie. So you haven't seen that trilogy? No. Okay. So <laughs> I felt like I was in, in court. No, ma'am. When, uh, so in X2, Jean uh, gets hit by a bunch of water <laughs> and <Ew>. dies. <laughs> I can't really say she drowns because, like, it, like, en- envelops her because she's saving the whatever. So in X3, uh, Cyclops goes looking for her because he senses that she's still alive underwater and underwater and she is still alive um but she's real fucked up and one of the first scenes with her and cyclops is she's like oh it's scott it's scott it's scott and she kisses him and she fucking kills him she evaporates the motherfucker and i loved it i loved it it's like what a big fuck you to everybody like oh yeah you like scott i'm gonna fucking kill it Jeez. It was great. I loved who, it. <laughs> who played um, Cyclops? Uh, James Marston. Oh. Yeah. That guy's in all the things. He did. So I enjoyed X, uh, X-Men The Last Stand, but I, I get why others did not. Mm-hmm. The Dark Phoenix, the reason Dark Phoenix was created is because so many nerds hated what they did with the Dark Phoenix story, and they wanted a reboot of that story. So they retconned a lot of shit with the new, with the, what did I call them? The X-Men Beginnings crew. Mm -hmm. They retconned a bunch of that, so they changed history so that X3 didn't happen. Justin tried to explain that to me, and I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, so... Cool. Are we going to get more Magneto? (laughs) So... That's all. In that universe, that... Dark Phoenix storyline never happened, which I fucking hate when movies do that, by the way. That's 
Clever? I hate it. That's fucking sneaky. So that's why this Dark Phoenix was created, because the the filmmakers and the writers wanted to do that story justice. I'm, Here, making, a, I'm making a face because they... They, hmm. they they gave into the fandom? Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I've always respected about Star Wars as a genre. They very, very rarely retcon things like that. It's yeah. like, you don't like that story? Fuck you. Yeah, it happened. It happened. And you know what? Here's a little side side film <laughs> yeah. to show you how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, we're going to just ram it down your throat how it happened. That's why I like Star Wars. Don't don't go back on anything that you did just because people didn't like it. Yeah. Just, you just go, you go I'm double. I'm just imagining like a Game <laughs> of Thrones reboot in 10 years. It's going to happen. And they're like, it was all a dream. Yeah, no. So this movie, Dark Phoenix, has been played with problems from the start. Because of these broad, you know, wants of wanting to do the story justice, whatever, they were already in over their heads. Because we have a cast that has been making movies for not very long. I'm going to say that. A few years, 10 years or so. I don't even know if it's that long. That are all done. They don't want to do them anymore. (laughs) But guess what? You signed a fucking contract. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay, okay. They were going, you know, they promised, okay, we're going to make up for Last Stand. Um, So this movie was completed in October of 2017. Whoa. But was released last week. So you may be wondering, what? Why? Why the delay? So test audiences fucking hated it. (laughs) They absolutely hated it. Wow. And so they reshot the entire third act, which is never a good sign for the success of a movie if you're reshooting the whole story. How? Why? I just, I I wonder how many times that's ever happened. I mean, Not I know there's like small reshoots and stuff, but when the audience is like, we don't like that. Yeah. The audience doesn't like 97% of the, the shit that's seriously. released to them. And and I, I wish that... that what kind of budget do they have? They would stop listening. Because the last time that I think that something on this scale happened was the fanta- the fan four stick movie that was utter shit. Mm. Like, I don't usually want to be like, oh, you know, everybody has their opinion. No, that movie was fucking terrible. Didn't it was, it was, don't. It is a waste of your time. And that went through the same thing. People didn't like the story. And so they reshot a bunch of it and then it was utter trash. So, <laughs> trash. The other problem that happened was there was a trailer released, I forget when, that essentially gave away one of the biggest plot points of the movie, and that's, spoiler alert, that Mystique dies. Oh. It was in the fucking trailer. It was? It was in the trailer. I don't think I watched trailers for this one. I can't believe that. And it was just like, uh, okay, well, there's that then. So that's not a surprise. So when it happened in the movie, you're like, yeah. Uh, yeah, we knew. There was nothing emotional attached to it. You were like, yeah, she did. She did now. She actually died emotionally <laughs> three films ago. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, and then I said the acting, the actors admitted in interviews before and during shooting that they were over it and wanted to move on. Oh. Which is not great. So it was already I played. I still have with- one more. No, they're done. The New Mutants is is not them. Okay. It's somebody else. No, they're Aww. done. Aww. Thank Jesus. I mean, good for them. Oh, my God. So the movie starts out telling the new story, because remember, 
X-Men Last Stand didn't happen. Right. Not happen. Did never happen. Of how Jean and Charles Xavier met and why she was at the school. And mm-hmm. it was that her parents died in a car accident and he found her in the hospital. And was like, hey, you go and come home with me, strange child that I don't know. That's totally okay. <laughs> um, so. I mean, like the same age. There was, yes. <laughs> um, also. It's like a seven-year-old picking up babies from the hospital. <laughs> I don't want to tell you, um, you know, because there's people that work on continuity on films. Um, and that's their whole job. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but. Um, when you have Charles Xavier show up to the hospital in a wheelchair, don't have him drive the car on the way home, maybe. <laughs> with, Don't do that. What if he had like a special handbrake? He didn't. And... He fucking didn't. What if and he so... drove it with his mind? So, that's not his oh, power. That's, that's possible. Maybe he drove with his mind. Whatever. It, things like this were taking me out. And I don't like that's when that happens. That's a big one. It was. Um, now we cut to... 1992. Okay. So the last movie that Jean Grey was in was in 86 or something like that. So it's now 1992. She's a little older. Everybody's a little older. Everybody looks exactly the fucking same. Yeah. (laughs) No one has aged at all in any way 10 years later. Um, uh, McAvoy and Fassbender still look like they're in their mid-40s, even though at this point they should be in their late 60s. They're still babes. So um, (laughs) that's another problem. And that's part of their mutinism. Oh, God. Uh, So it's 1992. Um, There's an astronaut mission to space, whatever. (laughs) Um, And it gets, there's a solar flare Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. And uh, the president calls the X-Men is like, hey, can you get up there? Charles Xavier, hey, beast, um, can we go to space? Uh, We only have a jet, but I put boosters on it great go to space no other explanation of how the fucking science behind that works it's just like oh yeah we have a jet that can go to space now well cool beast is really smart he's really smart but then at the same time he was like oh no i just put turbo boosters on it to make it faster and xavier's like well how about you take it to space yeah great okay take some children with you too that's great because they're not children anymore but they sure look like it we could buy a normal jet and put some boosters on it and go to space and go to space yeah even though the astronauts you know nicholas holt can do whatever he wants it's true he can he's such a doll so uh if shit goes wrong because (laughs) not with the plane surprisingly not with their with their space jet (laughs) um Sounds like a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> but all the, all the floating red stuff that they think is a solar flare, um, they rescue all the astronauts, but Jean is uh, doing some shit with her mind and absorbs all of the red juice, the red <laughs> space juice. Um, and she absorbs it all. They rescue her, even though she's been breathing in space for a while. She's fine. Like, not a mark on her. She's totally fine. No one seems to have a an issue with this so like yeah give her a, a rudimentary physical see if anything's going she on even though she was space floating juice. in space and abs- you all saw it explode into her but no one's concerned 
that there might be things happening. They didn't have time. The space jet was running out of fuel. They didn't. They, didn't. they also had a party to go to. <laughs> so when Jesus. they when they rescued the astronauts, they were all, you know, considered heroes. So at this point, they're all household names. People are holding up signs like, hey, you know, beast have they my babies. They don't hate them anymore. They don't right? hate them okay. anymore. They love them. They are okay. superheroes now. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the kids from the school go to a party. And this was a high point in the movie um, one of my favorite mutants from the comic books is Dazzler. Dazzler? I enjoy Dazzler. mutants that have ridiculous, stupid powers. <laughs> and Like Jubilee. She can shoot fireworks out of her fingers. <laughs> I know she's got other powers too, but like, what a fucking stupid power. Yeah. Dazzler uh, can sing. Oh my God. And she also has the ability to manipulate light in a way that like makes like a light show so she's totally like an awesome disco performer what so there was a dazzler performance so there was a dazzler performance so that's what i was happy about who played dazzler uh i don't even know she was she didn't even she was singing but she didn't have a speaking role okay and we never saw her again what was the side note the the little the little new zealander boy that we love was he in, in the second deadpool and he had a mutant power or he thought he oh, had yeah, he was in Deadpool. But he had a mutant power, right? Yeah, he could do fires. Okay, okay. Yeah. He could I was do, just trying to remember what it was. He could do fire. Could do fi- and I'm like, yeah, yeah, he, he does do, fires. Yeah, he does fires. Yeah. Um, so another thing that took me out of it at this point um, was I remembered in my head that it said it was 1992. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what we looked like in 1992? What people look like in 1992? What fashion looked like in 1992 yeah it was bad they're all dressed like it's 2017 no one was dressed in i don't i'm not even i'm not i don't want like cliche 90s shit i don't expect you in like neon and shit yeah your shit didn't look 90s at all dazzler was wearing like this beautiful white jumpsuit that was Okay, jumpsuits are either 80s or 2017. Yeah, or se- or disco 70s. But yeah. No. No one was... I'm pretty sure Jennifer Lawrence made such a stink that they just let her wear her own clothes. Yeesh. Because it, none of it, through the entire movie, nothing said 90s at all. You would Jeez. never... If they would not have told you the year, you would have assumed that it was the 2000s. So... The next part of the story is weird aliens come down... Um, and take over a bunch of human bodies. Why? That's... Because aliens. Oh, wow. So there's aliens now. Is this something that happened in the in the comic? I don't... Th- so these, these particular aliens, they're called the Dabari. They are from the comics. Okay. But that's... I don't believe it's the same storyline. And so they're shapeshifters, so they can take... Similar to the Skrulls, but evil. Okay. Because the Skrulls aren't evil. Um... And they take over, um, and they want the red jizz that's inside <laughs> Jean Grey. Why? Everybody does. I don't Sophie know. Turner's they don't explain thing. why they want the red jizz. They just say that they need it because their planet was destroyed by the red jizz. So they need the red jizz for power to take over this planet so they can live on this planet. There's like 12 of them. <laughs> So um, that's where we meet Jessica Chastain's character. So there was a whole bunch of oh, back and forth on guessing who's just Jessica Chastain's character was. Okay. Everybody was fucking wrong. 
Okay. Her character's name is Vuk. Vuk. V-U-K. Um, and she's just one of the Dabari. Um, she's like their leader. Um, and so she is mostly on the hunt to get the Regis. Do they look alien? Oh, yeah. When they show up, they're super aliens. They're like crazy signs alien looking motherfuckers. And Jessica, that's what she... No, and then she was like, no. They, she shapeshifted. They, they crashed um, a barbecue and were like, no, I look like Jessica Chastain now. Uh-huh. Which I'm like, oh, it's a good thing that the lady that you inhabited had that creepy white hair already. it's good for you um so jessica chastain doesn't blink the entire movie i'm pretty sure i was watching every time she was on i'm like blink bitch oh wow um so uh they find out at at, when they're giving her gene her physical that she's off the charts in power what the fuck does that even mean well i wonder like did something happen to her while they were in space that she could have yeah fucking maybe you should have maybe she all that could have found that out weeks ago so weeks ago um, dudes so while her power is off the charts she can start to um mind link a little bit more and she figures out in Mm. someone's mind her mind that her dad isn't really dead and he is important because it's her dad, um, and she's sad that um, that she didn't know that she had a dad, and so she runs to see him because Charles has blocked these memories out in her mind. Why? To save her, to help her. Oh yeah, because he found her in it. Yeah. Okay, so she's now unlocking the potential of her mind, and she now knows that her dad is alive. So she goes to visit him. Oh um, turns out that's not okay. I guess running away from the school is not okay, and so the X-Men all fly there in their space jet. Uh-huh. They took to, the boosters off. <laughs> they took the boosters off because they were just going to, you know, to Wisconsin or wherever. Earth-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they confront her at her dad's. She's real pissed. Is it like a farm and she like comes out all No, casual? it's just a town. Mm. It's a town. It's the one that we saw in the trailer where we find out that Mystique fucking died. Um, <laughs> uh, she's mad at her dad because she finds out, she figures out that her dad kind of like abandoned her. But she's also mad at Charles for lying to her. And she's also mad at the other, other X-Men for other reasons. I don't know why. Um, she's pissed and she's, she's full of she's, red she's, stuff. She's so full, so full of red stuff that she needs to let it out. And she does this by... <laughs> She just let it out. She just made the jerk off. She just needs to let that jizz out by straight murdering Mystique. (laughs) It sounds like PMS. She yeah, it kind of is. It's literally her uterine lining. This is this movie is one. It is. It's a giant metaphor for a monthly fucking cycle. (laughs) So she murders Mystique. (gasps) Wow. Um, Sort of unintentionally, but she was responsible. She force pushes her. That's not what it's called. <laughs> she force she pushes, mind her. pushes her. She mind pushes her into um, a bunch of sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Grouped. So really, a bunch of sticks murdered Mystique. Um, but right. naturally, uh, so when she does this, she flies away because she can fly now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, she flies away um, and... The X-Men are now, uh, they have to bury Mystique. They're fighting amongst each other because some people say she can't be controlled, so she needs to die, where Charles is more, no, let me just... Wasn't this the same plotline as Mystique's movie? Mystique. What? I don't know. Wasn't there one where, like, Mystique was bad? Uh, this is the same plot as X-Men The Last Stand <laughs> 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 that they were trying to fucking erase it's a very similar story not Mm. same but it's similar okay 
So everyone's hunting her. Um, she goes to, Jean goes to Magnino and is like, hey, can I live in your colony, your mutant colony? And he's like, nah, bitch, get the fuck out. Um, but he doesn't know that she killed Mystique yet because, do you remember, Magnino and Mystique had a little, mm-hmm. a little scissor. thing for a mm-hmm. while. A little scissor for a while. Magnino and Beast want her Ooh. dead because they're both mad about Mystique. Um, Charles wants to help her. Um, and no he's a bl- fixer he's mm-hmm. a fixer um, and no blinky white hair wants alien, alien wants to se- get get the regis out of her gross why aliens save alien planet <laughs> aliens um, so then there's like this New York battle but like when they said like battling in New York I was imagining like a vendor style no it was just like all in one house um, <laughs> it was just like a family fight so at the end of this <laughs> battle yeah pretty much Every single one of the X-Men, good and bad, were all captured. They had little collars on them, right? Because now um, the humans hate the X-Men now. Again? Again, because Jeez. because one of their own killed Mystique. One They're- of their own. They hate him now. So they want like a mutant containment thing. And they have like mutant containment collars and like a train that if you saw Deadpool, you might fucking recognize because it's the same goddamn story as Deadpool. <gasps> so they have a prisoner transport on a train, a la Deadpool, oh. um, where they're all getting transported, just like Deadpool. <laughs> um, and except it's not fun like Deadpool. Oh my god! It's not gosh. fun like that. Uh, and then, but okay, all of the X Men were captured during this battle, but there were also all of these. Well, there's Jessica Chastain's alien, 12. and there's more, a couple more aliens. None of them were captured. They they get to go about their business, they're even though mutants. <laughs> they're not mutants. They're aliens. Yeah, they're aliens. But totally different. Whatever. Um, so the during the prisoner transport, the aliens land. This is the third act that was reshot. Apparently, this is the better option of the two. So, good lord, wow. I don't know what they originally came up with. The aliens land on the train to try to get to Jean because, remember, they need her regs out of her. <laughs> um, my husband, he is a gun enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And he likes to ruin uh, gun scenes in movies for me by <laughs> explaining... How deaf the people would be. (laughs) There are thousands upon thousands, and I'm not exaggerating, of gunshots on this enclosed train. Oh, my God. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, no, they're they're all bleeding from the ears. Not a single one of them has anything left. I don't care if they're mutants. They still need ear protection. (laughs) So uh, they're fighting with the aliens. Uh... So they're they're fighting the aliens. Uh, the people on the train that are holding the mutants are like, okay, we'll let you guys free because we see that there's aliens fighting you now. We can clearly see that they're not more mutants trying to free you, but they're aliens because that's just okay. It's different. That's just mm-hmm. okay. Um, and then at the end, uh, it turns out that Jean Grey is Thanos. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No. Oh, she dusts people though. Like crop dust? No, she like holds farts? them and turns them to dust <laughs> a la Thanos, the aliens. Oh. So she decides to unleash her true power and, and fight the aliens. <laughs> Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. <laughs> and dusts all the aliens except for Vuk, who is a little bit stronger because she absorbs some of the red juice. 
Um, <laughs> so she can't dust Jessica Chastain without dusting everybody else in the vicinity, which is all her mutant friends. They start dusting, and so she flies into the air. She dusts her in the air, and now she's a flaming bird that just f- casually flies around, and nobody just is a, like is like, "What the fuck is that?" She's a phoenix flying over the she ashes. Is. Of she all is, her but like enemies. it's it's there all the time. Like there's always like flames in the sky, and no one seems to have a problem with this. Cut to. <laughs> Cut to everything is fine in the world. All the X-Men somehow are free to live their lives in peace, even though every single one of the witnesses on this destroyed train that could say, hey, the X-Men were actually trying to save us. They're all fucking dead. So I don't know how they got out of this one because saying like, because aliens... (laughs) <laughs> like that only gets you so that far. Only gets you so far. In 1992. They, but there's no explanation. Um, Charles and uh, uh, Eric are off in France or something, living their best <laughs> lives. Um, somebody, uh, Beast took over the school. They named it the Jean Grey School. Great. End of movie. It was fucking stupid. And she's still a bird? She's still a bird. They show this like the last scene is they show it in the middle of the day. There's a fucking flame bird flying up and no one's like, what's that? What's that flame bird? They couldn't make her like a little aviary at the school to live in or no, because it would have burned (laughs) down the school. She'll burn down everything. It's not a fucking zoo. So there were some problems (laughs) besides the ridiculous story. Um, There were some of the actors that were pretty clearly checked out. The worst of being... Even though she wasn't in it for very long, Jennifer Lawrence. And I have mm. to say, I am disappointed in that. I, I get being mm-hmm. an actor is hard, but Robert Downey Jr. was in, what, 20 goddamn movies where he had to play Iron Man? Was you he checked out him once? Complaining. You don't see Chris Evans complaining. No. Nobody's fucking complaining. Yes, you maybe they're, be they like had better six material. Movies. Yeah. Shut up. It's yeah. not even, oh, I don't like the blue paint. Really? Was really? that her? Was that what she said? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't like being glued. That's why there were so many scenes of her in the last one where she wasn't in her blue paint. She complained about it. Yeah. No. Fuck you, Jennifer Lawrence. Sign up to be a fucking blue character and then complain about it? Yeah. Uh, and I don't I don't really have a lot of sympathy for it. I don't. No. Um, did, not all of them were checked out, but none of them seemed... Super great enthusiastic. I didn't seem super. <laughs> uh, uh, you, I've talked about this before. Fassbender? Oh, no. <laughs> well, we will all get to that. One thing that will immediately take me out of a film is when I can tell that an actor breaks their accent. Yeah, I've been trying to catch that in Good Omens. <laughs> and... Uh, it happened a lot. It happened with everybody. With Fassbender, there was a part where he was straight Irish. <laughs> like, straight fucking Irish. Um, it, it happened with every single one of them. And they were like, Beast fine. was British for a while because, you know, he's British. Uh, they should have just let them... It, 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 so it, They're mutants. They don't all have to not have accents. <laughs> that, that was something It happened quite a bit. And I was not, not happy about it. Um, good... James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender were still both in it and good. Fassbender being the best. Of course. Not just because I like him and want to bone him, (laughs) but because he was. In that little helmet. He was peak Magneto. Um, I love Magneto. He was was really good. Very, at least he had the emotions right. Um, Sophie was okay. She was... 
She broke accent more than once. So it's interesting to me that she got pulled into this universe because while she had an interesting character arc on Game of Thrones, I still wouldn't classify her as one of the better actors on the show. No, she's okay. She's pretty. She's, she's beautiful. <laughs> um, but I was never really impressed by her acting. <laughs> Sorry, Sophie. We, it's not personal. We love you. I would still it's hang not, out with you. It's not personal, but no, she was okay. Uh, I wasn't like wowed by her, but it, not right. And I mean, the other kind of good thing is, even if it didn't do it in a way that was that made any fucking sense, um, it did wrap everything up. up. Like <laughs> you don't want to see another movie. <laughs> Like nope, we're oh good. Oh my god, because I loved the the new beginnings so so much. Yeah, the first class so was a great all movie. Of these. Uh, Apocalypse no. was a low point, and this was a equally low point. I don't know if it's yeah. as low, but I it's it had so many problems. For example, why are there aliens now? <laughs> why are the aliens now? What? where who are these aliens why what is their backstory why is there if they were if their planet was destroyed by the red juice why are they they coming to another planet and wanting the red juice so they could take over the planet like wouldn't it destroy another why what so Mm. overall it was enjoyable enough to watch and finish and i will probably watch it again but the story was lacking Mm. and it was clear that it was reshot. So I'm going to give it uh, three out of five because aliens. Because aliens. Oh, my gosh. Because aliens. I mean, we'll see it when it comes to, you know, the home theater. And I guess the original third act had it was like a battle in space. And it was more like finding out about why the aliens are there and what's the deal with the aliens, which I would have preferred. But I guess test audiences didn't fucking care about that. Because they were probably like, a jet is not going to work in space. So <laughs> How none of this space? would actually oh, a jet? That's fine. Uh, ever happen. Hmm. Well, good job, everybody. <laughs> good <laughs> effort. Nice work. <laughs> Thanks for fulfilling your contracts, Jennifer Lawrence. God damn it. I mean, I kind of feel like she got the same way with the Hunger Games, right? She's like, yeah, I'm going to make a third one. Yeah, you do. You do. You signed You're a contract. You're to to play a major character in a fucking series, beloved series. Yeah, and like also... the Hunger Games or X-Men. Yeah. They both made you a star. Yes, you were a good actor before that. Winter's Bone is a great movie, but you weren't a star. <sighs> you were an indie actress. These movies made you a fucking millionaire. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll stop there. I don't want to... <laughs> Give any anti-feminist sentiments. Remember when she was like best friends with Amy Schumer for a minute? That was weird. That was really weird. I wonder if that's still a thing. Tell us. Call us in. <laughs> call, call in. 1-800-BROAD-REVIEW. <laughs> that's not a real phone number. You know, as usual, we like to be accidentally on theme. True. And uh, we talked last week about how we've been so positive and lovey-dovey about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um you know, there's things on my list that I want to talk about that I really enjoy, but I feel like after my love fest of Fleabag, which, did you finish? I did. I watched it. Did you? Hmm? Of course I fucking liked it. <laughs> How could you not fucking like it? It's goddamn perfection. It is perfection in a TV per- show. Fucking perfect. And it did leave me emotionally void after it was done. Yeah. No, how could you not? And I defy anybody to be like, no, Fleabag was all right. Fuck you. No, it was. It's perfect. Amazing. It's perfect. Amazing. Did you see my tweet about 
the thins. Okay, thins, we get the flea bag yeah. come soon. <laughs> yeah. Did you read that thread? No. It was like, the talls agree. Our camel toes are angry. <laughs> and then it was like... The boobs also would like to be done with the jumpsuit. Yeah. It's like every category of woman that's just like, all right. Only a- Phoebe has the body for that particular God. jumpsuit. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they tailored it for her because she's a tall. She's a tall and a, a tall and a thin. Anyways. Impossibly <laughs> Of course, we're tits. talking about Phoebe again. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. It's like they're not even there. Um, by the way, Crashing is on Netflix, which is next on my list. That was a, another BBC Phoebe sitcom. Isn't that from many years ago? Crashing? I might be thinking about something else. Crash? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about that terrible movie, Crash. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, Crash is one of those movies that I saw and I was like, wow, I'm into really deep films. <laughs> Anyways, or maybe it was Traffic. I don't know. Crash won best, best, I was going to say, <laughs> best movie. <laughs> best Favorite movie. Favorite movie of Oscars. Favorite movie. It was a piece of shit. What was the one that should have won that year that everybody was pissed about? Any movie other than Crash. Oh, there was a big one that year. I originally hated it because I had an ex-boyfriend that was like, just, he was like, this is the most profound fucking shit. I'm like, this is drivel. <laughs> it's this me. is drivel and a little bit racist. Um, <laughs> and, and he's like, no, no, it's not. I'm like, no, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I hate that movie. Oh, Sorry. Goodness. What? <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. Well, back on track, Tiffany. I started it. My bad. I was, um, I had, I had trouble finding something. Thought maybe a documentary. A lot of the topics were too serious. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel bad kind of riffing on things that are, you know, serious like obviously a kidnapping by a child pervert is serious but (laughs) it's different when your parents let it happen um i watched instead on netflix a new series by netflix called what if isn't it what slash if what slash if (laughs) yeah i don't there was really no explanation of the importance of that what if what if what if it's a question (laughs) not some fucking code um so what if is new to netflix it came out at the beginning of june and it's 10 one hour episodes which you will find is about two to four episodes too many (laughs) god one hour that's that's bold it was yeah and the only reason i had time for it is because i wasn't feeling well this week so it was like i'm just gonna lay on the couch for a couple hours extra every day instead of getting work done um and watch this show that we'll get into what i thought of it all positive i'm guessing spoiler alert it's not great okay so if you have not logged into netflix lately and got attacked by the netflix music and the instant preview that they're going to show you of their latest and greatest production um this was one of those things when it you Mm -hmm. know it's just like they throw it in your face like look it's renee zellweger on netflix oh it's that one (laughs) yeah it has been thrown in my face yeah immediately and you're like shit where's that bitch been where's she been well she's been here (laughs) so overall plot a i'm reading from my notes a mega wealthy venture capitalist. Uh-huh. I was asking, I'm like, is it capitalist? Is that what the C stands for? And he's like, what do you, a VC. Okay. So a person that gives money to companies, mm-hmm. uh, venture capitalists, uh, saves a failing biotech firm that has the technology to save the children. The, the children, we're going to save so many children. 
So this mega wealthy lady, you know, saves this floundering biotech firm from bankruptcy. The twist is that in order for the contract to go through, the uh, mega wealthy venture capitalist wants to have one night with the company owner's husband. They made a movie about this. Yeah. It's it, called Indecent Proposal. <laughs> and they reference Say that. Say this. They reference that. Right. So let's break down the characters involved in Wait. this never before seen trope. Question. I'm raising my hand. Emily, raising her I'm hand. I'm politely Question. raising my hand. Yes. Um, is this how this venture capitalist always conducts business? So like anytime she takes <laughs> over business, she's like, I'm going to sleep with uh, your spouse. That's how we get this. Is that like her thing? Uh, it could be. Okay. Because there's going to be more seasons. Ew. Yeah, I'm kind of stoked. It's like, <laughs> yeah. All right. So the venture capitalist, Anne Montgomery, is played by Renee. Renee Z, Renee Zellweger, Bridget, jo- blah, blah, Bridget Jones herself. Talk about people whose mouths I don't like. <laughs> oh, man. There's a... Jeez Louise. She's worse than Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Well, because she doesn't have lips. <laughs> remember, she remember doesn't. be really like a huge star in the 1990s without lips? Yes. You I can't remember. now. It looks funny. And there's this like the. the OK, I'm sorry. There's a lot of close ups of her lips. And you're like, where are they? And it's not just like, you know, there were some close ups and it was like, good for you, girl. You got some eye wrinkles because everybody knows last time she did plastic surgery mm-hmm. and then came back to the red carpet. Everybody flipped out. Yeah. Hello. Everybody does that. She actually reminded me of Catherine O'Hara in a different universe. Her okay. face. Like not a funny bone. Well, she was Bridget Jones, so she has a funny bone in her body, but not in this. <laughs> so she is like uh, a, a, a powerful woman in the VC world and in, um, you know, Silicon Valley tech firm, money stuff, writes books with phrases. Synergy. Synergy. Yeah. So yeah. it the show opens with her talking into her recorder, you know, writing her next great novel. And it's like, you know, she comes up with a tagline at any cost. Like whatever your destiny is going to be, you're still going to work hard to achieve what you want to achieve at any cost. And that's like the name of her next book. So she's like one of those, you know, like if you want to be a successful woman, read Anne Montgomery's book. So, you know, I can't even compare her to a female today because now females are all about or those books are all about like getting in touch with your feelings because yeah. this way turns out it's not that great. Um, so she's super hardcore and powerful. Um, she tries really hard. She's sensual. (laughs) Sensual. She tries to be like super sexy and seductive. She, um, is also very, um, oh, I can't think of a word for it, but like her, uh, physical activities are archery and fencing. So violent and badass. She's trying to be, I don't know, but that's like when it shows her like in her leisure time, like she's fencing. She's like, you know, that's what people do. Okay. Yeah. She's super, she's super hardcore. Super hardcore. Don't she get tired of keeping it so hardcore? <laughs> Anna Montgomery. Um, and so this whole series, I mean, she's always been a good actress, right? Mm-hmm. We've always loved her. She's Jerry Maguire for what it was back then. That movie I, lo- I love that movie. I it's loved her movie. in it. She's always, she's, yeah. So she, 
I don't know if it was knowingly, if she was self-aware of what was going on, but she was acting at like a 12 in a sea (laughs) of like sixes, right? So you have like this big name and she's like, I'm going to put my all and then some into this. And then everybody else is doing their like CW type acting. This this is basically a CW show. This is what it gets down to. Yeah. Fucking Um, So her character is a lot and it just adding the way that she acted it into it it's just like whoa okay cool (laughs) so um in one of the scenes it's like the first scene where like you notice her like trying to be like sexy and seductive and manipulative she goes to the bar of the biotech company's uh, husband where he bartends which we never see him bartend again (laughs) but she just so happens to go to the bar where he works And, you know, he looks around the bar and he's like, oh, last call. And then like from like one of, you know, those big chairs that like enclose you. And she's like a mouse of a person. So she's like, I'll have a martini. And like her legs are dry or dry. Her legs are dry. Her legs are crossed. And I'm dry. Her little little knobby knees are like shown. She's like, I'll have a martini. Three olives. Extra dry. However the fuck you order a martini. You do a really good Renee Zellweger impression, by the way. I spent like two and a half days watching this show. It was a lot. And so you're just like, oh, honey. Oh, okay. We're going to do this. All right. And I don't know if it's because we've we've never seen her act like that before. Act a fool. Like, No, she's always been girl next door Yeah. Oh, no. She gets crazy. Act a fool. Act a fool with a martini. Okay. So that is... Rich lady, weird lady, and Montgomery. Her assistant, um, Foster, I forgot his first name. The, um, the only reason he's of note is because he's like her, you know, go-to guy, like whatever. He is of note because he played Peter Abernathy in Westworld. Oh. Yeah, I was like, I know that guy from somewhere. That old guy. Uh, Louis Hertham is his name. Uh, yeah, so he, um, he he's good, you mm-hmm. know, he, whatever. He's there and... He does everything she tells him to do. Um, so the biotech firm is owned by a scientist. I'm using air quotes. I see that. A scientist named Lisa Ruiz Donovan. Um, she is played by Jane Levy, um, who was in the 2013 Evil Dead and Suburgatory, <laughs> which was a... She, have, did you verify that she is not one of the Levy family? She's not good yeah that was one of the first things i looked at and her husband also has the last name where i was like are you one of them not okay um and she was also in castle rock which i don't remember her from castle rock so that's not a good sign i remember the scars guard and i remember yeah anyways um so the quote-unquote scientist um lisa Ruiz, the Ruiz is important because her parents died in a house fire many, many years ago when she was a child. And so her nanny of the Ruiz family adopted her into their family. So she grew up in her nanny's family, her Mexican nanny's family. Okay. And then as they were growing up, her adopted sister died from an illness and that became her reason to do science which is why she's a scientist that has the biotech firm. I say scientist loosely because it shows her doing science once in an in like a startup office type slash laboratory, which is not how things work. Is it's this just, the Elizabeth Holmes story? Yes. 
Then they start talking like this. <laughs> and then they all have deep voices. <laughs> they don't blink anymore. Um, so that is the scientist. And, you know, she's going to all these VCs and they're all turning her down. And and then suddenly at the 11th hour and 59 minutes and 59 seconds, Anne Montgomery saves in, swings in and has this proposal. I'm going to save your company. But I need one night with your husband. What if I asked to sleep with your husband? What if, right? Question mark. Okay, so her husband, Sean Donovan, is a failed Major League Baseball player. He did not make it in the big leagues because he has a real bad temper. Very violent individual. Um, so now he's an EMT. Oh, that's a great place to keep, you know, low pressure so you don't have violent outbursts. Yeah, so you don't get mad at anybody, right? And him and his BFF from high school are trying to get into the fire academy. Cool. Good for them. Um, Sean Donovan is played by Blake Jenner. Not a not Jenner. A Jenner. <laughs> totally looks like one, though. Totally not a Jenner. Um, I wrote down, not a Jenner. <laughs> I know um, what that means. He's, he's not one of the Jenner Jenners. <laughs> he's from Glee. Uh, like uh, 2012 to the end of it, which when I everybody think is stopped when caring. I stopped watching. Yeah, it. when everybody stopped watching. Uh, Glee and Edge of Seventeen. Also, I'm on the edge of forty, so did not see that. So these are all high profile actors, and then Reese. I was going to say Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Renee. 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 Like I said, CW casting. Like, and so. Uh, you know, he he has this mysterious past with these anger issues and it just gets you to think like, okay, Anne sought them out because she tried to go or her assistant tried to get meetings with um, Anne's company before and they were like, no, no, thanks. We don't do biotech. We're not a VC that funds biotech companies. Well, at the last minute, Anne swoops in to save the day. Why? Why? Okay, so the how whole, hot is this guy on a scale of one to ten? On a one to CW ten? No, on a one to a one to Fossbender ten. Well, that's a that's a tough scale. <laughs> I mean, that I mean, he looks like a child, you know. Yeah, Fossbender's a man. <laughs> he is a man. I would on a on a scale a Fossbender scale, I'd give him like a six. Okay. What's somebody? What's like a B actor? Uh, a hot B actor? Yeah. Um. James Marsden. He's the, okay. <laughs> He's been in everything. Have some respect. <laughs> you wouldn't call him A-list then? Because I wouldn't. I'd call him A-minus. He's not. Wasn't he in... Uh, we'll talk, we're going to have a James Marsden <laughs> moment. He's been in everything since the beginning of time. Um, so, you know, he's, he's like a guy you would... CW drama. That's just that's the kind of guy that, that Blake Jenner is. Um, so why is she? Why? Why? What is Anne's motivation for this whole thing? You start to notice um, some some things that she's doing to manipulate situations to happen. She is um, there's she just basically manufactures drama to happen to see how it's going to impact this couple. What if? She hosts um, an event up at her vineyard. Uh, you know, they fly in a helicopter up to Anne's private vineyard so that uh, Lisa can choose her board members for the new biotech company. And oh my God, is that Sean's ex girlfriend from high school working what the, the f- catering? Fuck. She's a- Maddie, you're a cater waiter. What are you doing as a cater waiter, Maddie? Then we see some flashbacks of drunk Maddie being a whore when. 
uh, Sean was in the big leagues. And there's an event at the bar where Maddie gets in a compromising situation that has to do with the R word. And Sean takes a baseball bat to the guy's head. Which R word? (laughs) The one where they put the P and the V. Oh. (laughs) I don't know why I'm speaking in code. It just came out that way. R word, and I was like, "Wait, summer, someone called her the R word, and so he beat her up." Someone was like, "Maddie, you're mental." So, sorry. Oh shit. Yeah. So he took a baseball bat to this guy's head, and the guy died. But they all fled the scene. So that's Sean's secret. How does Anne know about this? I don't know, but that is what she is holding over them. Cool. So let's go back to the one night contract. This is an important part. There, it was never explicitly said, I'm going to spend one night with your husband and have sex with him. It was, I'm going to have one night alone with your husband. And if you discuss what happened, the contract is null and void and I own the company. So Sean comes home the next day, anger issues. His knuckles are all bruised because he punched a wall. You know, little insecure Lisa is like, you slept with her and punched a wall? You know, oh my God, how's our marriage going to go on? Blah, blah, blah. They get over it. They move on. It does. But we don't know what happened that night. We don't know why he punched a wall. It's because she said, I know you murdered someone and your now wife years later doesn't know about it. And you're a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) And I care about your wife because we'll find out. Okay. So I'm her real mom. There's more (laughs) drama that happens. Uh, Cassidy is the uh, biotech company assistant or, you know, basically the person who does all the things while Lisa's doing science every now and again. So much science. And they make it look like she's stealing money. (gasps) So Lisa has to fire her best friend. (gasps) And there's that kind of drama. Um, So, you know, all these these things are being forced to happen. Now, there are two more what-if side stories that are not important enough to recap. (laughs) I don't know why these happened at all. So there's two main side stories one has to do with her adopted relation brother her mexican brother totally forget his name christian possibly christian um and his boyfriend um decide to take on a third in the form of a wise ginger bear named kevin and they bring kevin into their bedroom and he also becomes an important source of wisdom in their lives okay what yeah who are these people and why do i give a fucking shit oh Right. (laughs) A lot of time was spent on on this brother and his friendship slash relationship with Kevin. Uh, Wise bear Kevin. Um, And then the other side story is uh, Sean's best friend and his high school girlfriend. They've been together. They're married now. They've been together for like 10 years. You know, they're that high school couple that's still together. Um, he's an EMT trying to get into the police academy. She is a uh, in the surgery residency program. This is why I'm not a doctor uh, at the local hospital. And she is banging the chief of surgery. Hell yeah. That's how you get ahead. And he's hot. He, it's Dave Annabelle and Dave and Ab- whatever. He's from like brothers and sisters or something. He's really <laughs> cute. Um, and then she gets pregnant. Of course. Of course, the DNA gets tested at Lisa's laboratory where she's a scientist sometimes. Why would the D- Why? Because she's having sex with two people. Is it- so she took a blood sample from... She took her pregnant blood and then her husband's... A spoon that he used. And you can do paternity that way? Science. 
you could do paternity that way. Um, so then, you know, she, she really loves her husband. So she breaks up with the chief, chief of surgery. He's a fucking sociopath and starts doing, breaking into their house, sets up a weird spy cam with a baby monitor, uh, kidnaps the husband. Why? That is, that is its own show. But then I started thinking about it. Like, what if you had an affair with someone that turned out to be a sociopath? That doesn't relate back to the main storyline at all. Yeah, what if I don't care? What if nobody gives a shit about this? <laughs> there was no... That could not have happened and every, nothing else would have been affected. Yeah, that's a completely fucking separate side story. Yeah, uh, exactly. The Wise Bear Kevin does relate back to the main story because uh, they accidentally get the brother uh, too high and he starts tripping and starts painting a fire on the wall and then realizes that he needs to tell Lisa that he's the one that started the fire that killed her parents. <laughs> I've never been that high. <laughs> I've been high, but I've never been and then, admit like, the time I started a fire high. <laughs> his, his boyfriend is like, I can't replace that wallpaper. <laughs> like, <he> just, <laughs> you son of a bitch, don't draw my shit. And it was like a... You know, like a, a Dios de los Muertos skeleton yeah. statue and, you know, high Kevin gets him to fucking paint it on the wall and then it just turns into this. Anyways, we find out that he's the one that started the fire that killed Lisa's parents. Okay, so those are the two side stories. What if your adopted brother started a fire? Or no, he wasn't even your brother then. Anyways. Okay. What if some random acquaintance started a fire? <laughs> what if? It could have been anybody. Um, so the main plot meanders along and is doing some drama. Uh, you know, they've been able to move past the mysterious one night together. Um, my favorite timeline aspect of the entire show as a person who writes science <laughs> and is knowledgeable of how science things work. I know that this is not possible in any way, shape, or form, no matter how much fucking money you have. Her FDA trials for this new sort of treatment that she has to save the children get approved nope. in one month. No. One fucking month. No, ma'am. And they chose that moment to have a flash forward. They, it could have been a year later. That would have been a little bit more believable. Maybe they were already a year in, right? Whatever. Um, you're going to give me a month and then they come back and Lisa and Sean are happy. Lisa has bangs, super cute bangs. And it's like so much happened in a month. You cut bangs. You guys are happy. Your best friend's pregnant. And the The government is all of a sudden efficient. Nuts. Totally nuts. Um, so that was like my most unbelievable part of this entire show. (laughs) That's literally not how things work. Okay. So. Stuff happens, drama happens. You get more of the backstory of like, you know, everybody, you know, loved Maddie, but she was, they kept referring to her as like a chubby prom queen. And like, I would like to be that chubby of a prom queen. They just picked on this poor girl so bad. And Anne ends up making her guiltily overdose herself on heroin. It's just, Anne's a terrible person. We finally find out. And kind of gives her, you see her sob story a little bit. The reason why she's a fucking psychopath. She had a terrible slutty mother. We don't know who her dad is, but she has this terrible slutty mother. And when 
Anne went to prom when she was younger and her date left her for another girl. She went home crying and her mom was like, get your shit together. I don't care. Anne went next door to the handyman's apartment that she was in love with. And he violated her of the R nature. (laughs) He called him the R word? (laughs) He raped her and she got pregnant and her whore mom was like, get out of my house. We're giving up that baby. Guess who that baby was? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. How stupid. I think I yelled and I was like, that's her mom? That's stupid. So yes, Anne Montgomery is Lisa's real mom. Why does she want to ruin everybody's life around Lisa's life then? She was trying to protect her from her lying, murdering husband. And that kid who started a fire. And yeah. The gays? What? (laughs) What? What does they have to do with anything? What do they have to do with anything? Why did you make Maddie overdose on heroin? Don't you don't give an ex-addict more heroin to do? Anyways, so. uh, Yeah, and I don't know if we ever cover that Lisa knew she was adopted. I don't know. Also, there is a whole thing about where Anne gets her money from, and I just shut that out. There's like this, uh, this guy that's above her that gives her money to do stuff with, and I need one of those. Yeah, it's Bill. <laughs> it's Bill. It's Bill Carlson. Um, so we find out that Anne's motivation was protecting Lisa from Sean because he accidentally murdered a guy who was trying to rape a drunk Maddie. Boom. She and Sean ends up turning himself in, and then the brother, adopted brother, who is a um, immigration lawyer, helps get his charges down from murder to manslaughter and obstruction of justice. <laughs> Anywho, so Sean goes to jail. Lisa, um, well, what happened was Anne's like being all pissy, like she's spiraling out of control. She gets Sean to say what happened that night, which is that she was, you know, let him know that she knew about the murder. And so Sean says this in front of Lisa and Anne goes, you just nullified the contract. Your company is now mine. So then she tries to sell the company. But in the meantime, clever fucking Lisa is like, we're going to leak the tech because we have to save the children. Those children. What does it do for the children exactly? Um, it has something to do with mapping out your immune system genome. Cool. So nothing then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and she had like bulletin boards with like sick kids. Like these are my kids that I could save so many of. And it was like, you know, 24. <laughs> they were like the kids in the trials that it only took a month. To, yeah, you know, they're all dead now because that. that's what happened when you speed up. When trials. you rushed up, yes. Yeah. So, um, so before the company can be sold out to Big Pharma, because you know Big Pharma would just chew it up and spit it out. Uh, Lisa leaks the tech, saves the children, and completely spirals out of control. And they think she dies in a fire at the abandoned home she grew up in that she bought, and she just bought it. And it was like a, it was still abandoned. It was like a condo complex. And she would just go there to cry. Yeah. Oh, and the handyman's keys she had in like a glass case in her, you know, rich lady house. Jesus fucking Christ, Anne. If you're so rich, go see a goddamn therapist. Right? No, she, she archeried and fenced out her anger. <laughs> Doesn't seem like she did. <laughs> So it's like, uh, she, you know, died in a fire. She had this big failure or whatever. A lot of people dying in fires on this show. <laughs> oh, man. What if there was a fire and what you died in it? What if there was a it? fire and somebody died in it? Jesus Christ. 
Um, so the final scene is Lisa doing an interview because now she has a nonprofit somehow. And they ask her like what she learned from Anne Montgomery. And she like is talking straight to the camera, like whatever she learned. I don't remember what it was because I didn't learn anything from this show. <laughs> and then it shows us someone on the beach at a sandals resort in one of those cabanas that has like the billowy sheets. But it was also like poolside. I don't know. It didn't really. It wasn't a sandals. It couldn't have possibly been a sandals because their beds with the sheets, the billowy. Yeah, they're high quality. Canopy are on the beach. Um and then she's like, you don't see her. You see the big floppy hat and you hear, excuse me, waiter. I'll have a martini. God. <laughs> and then it ends with like a super close up on her little tiny mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of What If. Season one, though. Season one, yeah. It got picked up for another season. I don't know if it got picked up. God, we should hope not. Oh, my God. So I was looking, I was reading about it. Like, why Netflix? Why did why did you give us the CW show? What can't all be gold? They can't. Um, and one of the articles that I read called it the Silicon Valley soap opera. It was like that is exactly what it was. It's exactly what it was. Um, obviously, I kept watching it for ten episodes, but <laughs> on like episode six, I was like, "Fuck, you guys could have wrapped this up. <laughs> you could have wrapped this up and saved so much money to make a season two. Um, so, you know, kept me entertained. And I really, I really wanted to know. I thought that, like, the guy that she, that Sean murdered was going to be like, I don't know, her loser brother or something. Yeah. I thought it was, it's her mom? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Renee. Renee, what are you doing? I also read an article that was like, did did they do this on purpose? Did they make a show this bad on purpose? And it's kind of like... Well, yeah, because it was, was it one of those, like, you know it's it's so bad it's good, or, like, they intentionally make it bad? Yeah, I don't to, know. Yeah, I don't... Oh, God, I can't even think of anything to compare it to. I mean, oh, no. I was going to say, like, Gossip Girl was, like, such a guilty pleasure. I wouldn't say it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the greatest shows of our generation. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll watch the whole thing. Good all for you. 10 episodes of it. So I'm going to give it 2.75 martinis. <laughs> Extra dry. So three olives. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Well, I'm going to go ahead and not watch that ever. Yeah, I would maybe skip that one. Netflix, if you're listening, one <laughs> thing that I would love to have, besides that thing that we talked about last week where uh, you can see who's on the screen by hovering over it, um, I would love to have a I will never fucking watch this button to yeah, make something it disappear. Get it off my disappear. list. Disappear. That, that would be super helpful. And I think because I've watched so many crime dramas, it was like, this is a 96% match for you. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, but I watched like yeah. BBC. I, I watched Broadchurch. Yeah. That's You're going to match me based this, on viewing fucking Broadchurch? This ain't Broadchurch. Are you kidding me, Netflix? Um, I would also appreciate that pause function on everything because I just spoiled an entire new series that I'm watching, IMDb-ing something. Uh, and Justin always tells me, he's like, don't do it. You might spoil something. And I'm like, eh, nope, totally did it. Oh, that's too bad. Totally did it. And it's a Bravo series that was recommended to me by my sister, but I'm totally into it. <laughs> it's called Imposters, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it once I finish it. Oh, fun. <laughs> it sounds fun. Yeah, real high quality stuff I'm watching these Yikes. days. 
I mean, they can't all be fucking flea bag. They can't all you know? be flea bag. They can't. No, they can't all be high quality. It's true. I'm I'm going through kind of a drought of options. You need some shit every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> need some grade A shit. And I would honestly say, if if I didn't dedicate so much of my time to TV watching this week, just because I didn't feel good, yeah, I probably wouldn't have like made the time to work through that in order to review it that's fair just so happened everybody's so lucky (laughs) that you got so sick so lucky that i didn't feel good (laughs) well yeah i'm gonna go ahead and not uh not watch that one and uh go on living my fucking life hard pass (laughs) hard pass uh i do have something for broad targeting this week you're so lucky i get they know me it's probably because like I mean, I use ad blocker, but like I know they're listening. Um, and and if I feel like my targeted ads do really understand me as a person. Mm-hmm. So this one that I have been uh, seen multiple times in the past week mm-hmm. or so is for the little Debbie birthday box. Oh my god! So it's gonna pop up on my phone. Like, I don't as soon as know we're done. why it's showing me the birthday box and not just little Debbie as a whole because I fucking love little Debbie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love me some little Debbie snacks. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest. We love little little Debbie. <laughs> so this because my birthday is not until August. I guess my mom's birthday is coming up and she might like this, but I don't. And like Bill's would have liked it, but his has already passed. But here's what's in this little Debbie birthday box. Okay. 16 of their uh, Little Debbie birthday cakes, 10 zebra cakes, which are my favorite, uh, six cosmic brownies, eight mm. of their cupcakes, six party hats, confetti, temporary tattoos, stickers, and a mystery surprise. A mystery surprise! Oh, for the very low price, reasonable price of $24.99. Wow! Like, that's actually super, because I, I was, I clicked you on it. You wouldn't have to make dessert. Right? Like, I, and, like, there's all kinds of supplies, and they also have, like, links below so you can, like, print out invitations and, like, print out your own banner. There's a Spotify playlist, a little Debbie Spotify shut. playlist. What the fuck is on it? Something? I don't know. I didn't listen to it. But like, look oh at your marketing's going well. So like, twenty four ninety nine. That is not bad at all. Well, so <laughs> I would love for one of my listeners, <laughs> any of you, let me put multiple my, of you, let me put it in my notes for right my now. birthday at the end of August. I would love to get a Lil Debbie birthday box, and then we can do a semi-live unboxing possibly on like facebook live we can do an unboxing so we can actually see it because i'm interested i couldn't justify ordering it for myself just so i could have a bunch of fucking little debbie cakes not until my birthday so until your birthday and if any of our our viewers want to buy me (laughs) viewers little little debbie birthday box um where do you little debbie.com or like amazon.com if you google little debbie birthday box it comes up oh my god it's awesome so for that hardcore targeting five out of five spot on for the targeting and also five out of five for the actual product <laughs> itself i mean as far as i'm concerned but i haven't haven't seen it yet so yeah. i'll have to wait and see i was thinking it was like a subscription box no it's just like you have somebody with the birthday send them a little debbie birthday box who wouldn't That's love that cute. better than flowers because the shit tastes good <laughs> i love zebra cakes bill loves cosmic brownies me too me and bill yeah. would have to fight we'll, we'll have to arm that wrestle over like those a, i mean you wouldn't like this but a really cold glass of milk i would of lactate. Milk with a brownie 
I'm not lactose intolerant. An ice cold my glass phone. of lactate. <laughs> Siri, if you're listening, I just don't like don't, milk. I don't like I'm it at not all. Intolerance. <laughs> not all of them. Not any of them. Just don't give it to me. I'm not the member of my family that shits their pants all the time. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, my broad targeting this month, this week was absolutely spot on. I was happy to have it. Little Debbie. Oh my God, I would I would love to shill your shit for Sponsor you. So if you want to send us a uh, little Debbie birthday box for free. Yeah, and as long as you're not a bot, we'll totally chat with you. Oh, <laughs> I someday, got botted. Someday we'll, you'll get to talk to a real human who actually wants to sponsor us and not just a bot who's, who's like it's commenting offer on everybody. 10% off. That is not, it's not a, a no. sponsorship. No. That's ridiculous. We want you to be a brand rep. Here's 10% Here's off. 10 for this. Oh, no, thank you. I you can know, find that not. on Retail Me Not. I can find a better coupon on Retail Me Not. Don't fuck around. Honestly. Don't fuck around. Jeez Louise. 50% or go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, this has been a treat as always once we got this shit up and running for the day. Yeah. It makes me sad when we have to shut it down because it was so much work to get to this point. <laughs> we'll just we'll just dread it for uh, next week. Uh, I will make sure the computer is charged <laughs> before Friday. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on the socials at BroadsPod mm-hmm. um, on the Instagram and the Twitter. We're also the Broad Review on Facebook. I'm going to and... be posting some really good... Uh, Fassbender McAvoy Facebook uh, yes, uh, YouTube yes, yes, videos yes. on Facebook. I love it. And um, also, if you are listening on iTunes, if you could do us a huge favor and rate, write us a little reviewsies, and also subscribe. It will help us to get some analytics that we can actually see. Because yeah. they don't let you see them until you hit a certain threshold. <laughs> we have not met that threshold. Yeah. So uh, please rate and write us a little review. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Have a good week. Uh, And thanks for listening. Uh I've said that like four times now. Yeah. (laughs) Best wishes. And warmest regards. Bye. Uh, Bye. Bye.